Hello, I'm Dr. Julia Dana. Welcome to the Dermal Distinction Podcast, a master guide on science, beauty, and ethics in aesthetics. I've had decades of real life experience in aesthetics, dentistry, and training, and I'm passionate about passing on my insider knowledge and teaching you the techniques, the science, and the heart behind the rapidly growing world of cosmetic medicine. The Dermal Distinction Podcast is a safe space to explore the ethical approach to cosmetic injecting and education. It is a front row seat to a lesson in aesthetics, injectables, and skin science. As always, before undertaking any treatment, it is important that you seek advice from a qualified practitioner about your concerns. Join me each week with an open mind and remember, cosmetic injecting isn't just about changing faces, it's about changing lives. I was really inspired to talk about the five biggest mistakes that practitioners make because I'm a clinical practitioner and a lifelong educator, but I was also once a newcomer to the industry. We spend so much time looking at assessment and I've recorded a number of videos of going through assessment of patients because it's really fundamental to undertaking a great treatment. Rather than jumping in and just doing what your patient asks, you need to step back, look at the patient holistically and then treat them accordingly. Again, it's our ethical obligation to do no harm. Put your patient first. I've been in business for a really long period of time and I can tell you that whenever, especially early on, I went against this and there was that little voice in my head that said no and I thought, you know what, but I can't say no to my patient and I went ahead and did treatment. This is always where things went wrong, whether it was a treatment complication or whether it was the patient just not being happy with what I did. So you cannot undertake treatment at the expense of your ethical responsibility to your patient. And you need to be obviously always aware of your knowledge and assessment of the patient. So I've come across a few different scenarios, especially during teaching, where practitioners went against their better judgment and they went ahead and they did treatment. An example of this would be chasing lines. It's really common for patients to come in and demand more and more botulinum toxin around, say, for instance, the crow's feet. Another approach might be to work through with the patient their why. Why do they want this treatment? And that why needs to align with your why for treating the patient. And you need to be honest. If you feel that your why and their why don't align, the best thing you need to say is no. So just to repeat, mistake number two is not saying no to your patient when you really should be saying no to your patient. Mistake number three, I personally have not done this myself, but I know that it comes up from time to time through different forums that I'm on, and that is splitting a dermal filler syringe. So mistake number three, I don't think you should ever venture down this path. I think, again, ethically, it's it's wrong. If you're a great practitioner, you should know to say no to this one, but it's a common one. And sometimes it's driven by patients where a patient will ask, can they just have half a mil of filler and then split the other half with their friend? I don't think the patient should be prescribing themselves a pharmaceutical. It is our ethical obligation to prescribe the pharmaceutical and use the volume that is required for that particular patient. This is where we let finance guide our decisions. And unfortunately, this is a really common mistake. 
I'm a businesswoman. I understand what it takes to be successful. I understand that a business needs to generate income, but this should not be your guiding first thought. I know that for me, money is not actually at the top of my treatment decisions ever. It just, it doesn't weigh into my treatment decisions as my first thought ever. This might be very difficult when you're a newcomer because I understand that you want to make money, but let me put it to you this way. If you guide your decisions by finance, this might make a bunch of decisions for you that are not optimal. For instance, buying cheap pharmaceuticals or buying cheap equipment. On the other hand, it can also drive the decisions the other way. You might buy expensive equipment. For instance, you might get into, for instance, fat freezing, and that equipment is super expensive. And when we start to buy this super expensive equipment, we start to drive our patients towards that particular treatment. This one's a big one for me because I think that to be a great clinical practitioner, you need to update your skills. You should not settle. You should be wanting to strive for excellence. This is our ethical obligation. We need to put our patients first. How can you be the best if the last piece of information that you got about a particular cosmetic procedure was back in 2019? This industry and all aesthetic medicine is moving forward at such a rapid rate. We need to not only decipher what is the best of the best, but what is well-researched, the latest scientific education that you can possibly get. We need to also understand, are there some new complications that have come about since 2019 that you didn't know about because the last course you went to was so many years ago? So mistake number five, please do not settle. It's your obligation to provide the best. You need to be competent. Another point that I'd like to make also is that if you look at APRA's website, they have something called a self-reflection tool. I urge you to read that. It really talks about all the things that you should be striving to be, not only for yourself, but for your patients. If you're joining a new clinic, you need to ask, where are your protocols? Can I review them? When was this last updated? Perhaps you need to make a suggestion of something that you see is a hole in the protocol that maybe you can make better. These are all things that are quality control and you need to ensure that you constantly update them so that you don't make mistakes in your practice. And when mistakes happen, you need to recognize them, you need to record them, and you need to make things better. Protocols are essential. Review is essential. Let's talk about mistakes and when they happen. And let's talk through what you should do. The first piece of advice I'd offer you is that you need to come forward and ask for support and some help. Mistakes happen and they happen to everybody at some point in your career. And you need to recognize them because pushing them under the carpet is not going to help anyone. It's not going to help your patient. It's not going to help yourself in your career growth. And it's not going to help you in your confidence and helps you get better. It helps your patient's complication obviously become resolved, but helps you grow in your career. It's really, really important that you do seek help for complications because you can then create a protocol around, well, when this complication happens, these are the steps that we're going to take to resolve this complication. If you don't ask for help, you get stuck. So you you get stuck in a place where either you're not going to offer that particular treatment, which maybe is very helpful for patients, but you also get stuck with the burden of 
a patient that potentially is really unhappy with you, potentially they're really unwell because of the complication, you need to take action. And sometimes that action is just to ask for advice and to find that support and mentorship. When you're undertaking any kind of education in a new treatment or a piece of equipment, mistake happens. This becomes an ethical dilemma because some practitioners might be tempted not to say anything at all. But I think it's really important to have an open and transparent conversation with your patient about before the mistake happens, what you actually expect out of the treatment. And when you don't quite get that mark, what are we going to say to the patient? So one of the things I would suggest that you do with your patients is you're open to with the patient and you actually acknowledge that a mistake has happened. Now it could be something really simple, like for instance, you know, you've given them the wrong piece of information about what to expect from a particular treatment before you've actually undertaken the treatment. So obviously you need to acknowledge that you've given them the wrong information, give them the new piece of information and give them time to consider. Because I think especially when we do make a mistake, we shouldn't rush anything. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Dermal Distinction. The conversation continues over on my Instagram at Dermal Distinction Academy, where I encourage you to connect with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate and review. 